You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, Pick and Pay published its interim results uh, for the six months to the end of August today, and it's uh, it's unique uh, because unlike other retailers, for Pick and Pay, these six months really fall almost entirely within the lockdown period. So they really do represent an accurate picture of the full impact of the lockdown. Uh, the market liked the results. I'm joined now by CEO Richard Brasher. Richard, uh, despite being an essential service uh, provider, trading was still restricted. You reported that the restrictions resulted in an estimated 2.8 billion rand in lost sales over the period. So clearly, toilet paper hoarding and pineapple and yeast sales didn't make up for the losses elsewhere. Where were they incurred primarily? Yeah, yeah. Good evening, Michael. Um, yeah, it's been unprecedented. It's been quite a quite a period since we last spoke. For six months, almost entirely consumed by COVID. I mean, underlying the, the performance, I think, has been actually pretty good on our, our grocery and food business. But in the areas where they were prohibited as a reaction by government to the COVID crisis in liquor, tobacco, uh, clothing, general merchandise, they're, they're important parts of our business. And, and some of them were effectively shut for, for quite a period of time. So that, that's where we, uh, we lost some turnover. Um, but underlying, you know, we're still pretty proud that we stayed open, stayed safe, stayed full and stayed working. And, and our ambition to feed the nation, you know, continues. So we're, we're, we're pretty pleased with that. And if you look through the numbers, good growth in core retail sales, food, groceries, general merchandise, obviously excluding liquor and, and clothing and tobacco, grew 8.7% year on year. 9.9% uh, growth in South Africa, really good numbers that. And I know you're fond of saying that humans overestimate what can be done in the short term and underestimate what can be achieved in the long term. How have you managed to shake off the COVID shackles and ensure that the team can keep their eye on the long term when right now the short term is all about COVID and the fear that this has created? Well, we came up with this plan called Project Future in January of this year because obviously we could see that the economy was in a downturn and unlikely to recover any time soon. So we already had a plan to become a bit more agile, a bit leaner, a bit fitter, a bit faster. Obviously, we then had to dial that up, you know, sort of turbocharge it because COVID came along. Um, but I think I think when you're busy and you've got purpose, then people can keep their heads up. I mean, it's been a torturous time for everybody in the country and fairness around the world. Um, but I do think we've been motivated by doing something worthwhile. And um, I think that we look forward with hope and optimism to the second half, to be honest, because if we can deal with everything we've dealt with, with the full lockdown, curfew, restrictions, etc., etc., in the first half, and, and we're still standing and still uh, still feel like we're progressing. I think the second half should be, let's God willing, will be better for society and, and hopefully better for business. If you can get through Normandy, you can get through anything. Your your store footprint uh, reaches 1,945 stores, a massive operation. What actually is being taken to improve estate profitability within that portfolio? Well, I think really good uh, stock control, control of waste, control of expenses, all of those things have mitigated against uh, the impact of the, of the lost sales. Obviously, as we started to reopen um, the economy, obviously we're seeing obviously our general merchandise business come back, our clothing business come back. Um, we're still not fully open, as you're aware, on, on liquor. And that, that's obviously a, a sensitive and difficult topic, but we still hope that that will come back as well. 
Um, and I think that in terms of the opportunity to really look at everything we do, because, you know, the world would not be the same again. You know, the working in offices will not be the same. We've learned new skills. Technology is playing a bigger part. People are more aware of doing things online. So I think that we've used this as a, a real opportunity to look at everything that we do so that the future will be different from the past. And, uh, you know, we're actually quite motivated and excited by that. And I've never seen teamwork the way I've seen it in the last six months, in the last 30 years, if I'm honest. And in talking about the future, I think the one thing that COVID has done is brought the future of online forward uh, by several years in South Africa and indeed around the world. And you wouldn't know it, but Pick and Pay's online shopping service launched back in 2001 is actually the oldest digital grocery platform in the country and your uh, most recent annual report describes it as the largest online grocery business in sub-Saharan Africa. It's largely premised on the fact that your grocery essentials on demand service through your partnership with Bottles, which you now bought into today wholly, operates out of more than 100 stores across 22 towns and cities in the country. But there's a question mark around whether or not competitors like ShopRite, uh, ShopRite with 6060, now in 100 stores, ha have actually stolen a march on you and potentially caught you a little bit flat-footed. Uh, how do you respond uh, to some of that uh, critique? Well, look, you know, as you say, we, we've been in the game quite a while. I mean, I remember launching online in the UK in the beginning. I think we had 100% of the market. But, of course, you will get competition, and competition's good for society and good to make it better. I think uh, it's a bit early to say that we've been wrong-footed. I mean, we've got an online app in bottles that we've uh, fully purchased today. It's in 100 stores, which I think is roughly the same as Checkers. We've also got two online DCs that do a full-service delivery to our customers as well as we do click and collect and I have to say one of the things I've been really you know excited by is, as always is the entrepreneurialism of our franchisees I mean we've got franchisees doing online retailing in 150 stores and um you know, I remember someone phoned me up and said, how's your uh, drive-through going? And I wasn't even aware that I was doing one, but an enterprising franchisee in Johannesburg had set up an online drive-through uh, shopping opportunity. So I, I, don't, I think it's a bit early to say whether someone's lost or someone's won. I think mm. that it'll be competitively played out as it always is between ourselves and ShopRite and other retailers. And we fancy our chances of staying ahead. The marathon, not a sprint, uh, and there's still plenty of, of uh, time to go in in this particular marathon uh, when it when you look at the bottles um, acquisition how scalable is that what is the potential for scale through this acquisition just share a little, a little bit more about uh, the reason behind going all in well i think i think there's no doubt that if you look around the world i mean on demand is not a unique reality in in south africa although interestingly it's probably more progressed here in grocery shopping than in other places but you know you know, Uber Eats and all of these deliveries and, and, uh, and the various companies around the world about on-demand, when you want it, where you, where, where you stood rather than necessarily your home. I think that is part of the future. People are prepared to pay for convenience. I think the challenge has always been South Africa is the number of people who can afford that level of convenience is actually less. Um, so we think that it will grow. We think it will be important. We think it's scalable. Um, but we think it's only economically viable for those who are prepared to pay a relatively small amount of money for the convenience. Otherwise, the economics don't really add up mm. for people who prefer to go to a shop. Absolutely. Good luck with the rollout, Richard. We're going to have to leave it there.